Ready? Here we go. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests. And you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Well, Tony, what an amazing opportunity this has been. Um, can't even, I, I can't even fathom the idea yes. that... Um, our, our bishop, Your Excellency, uh, Bishop Rojas, is here on our episode, and the Chancellor, Sister Leticia, is honoring us with her presence to, one, first of all, uh, thank you for inviting us to be able to podcast um, this event. And for both Tony and I, it's been eye-opening um, to learn more about what sin and synodality is about. But we, you know, we wanted to share that our podcast has been since 2019, and our actual mission statement on our podcast is is to um, connect generations and situations to not necessarily agree, but be listened to. We never realized that that was kind of like, uh, let's synodal. <laughs> it was just something that, that the youth, when I was ministering to them, said, you know what, you should do a podcast and you should name it This Connected instead of disconnected because what their desire was how to connect people how to let older people listen to what they were saying because they were feeling that no one's that people were disconnected so that's that's my whole entry on this but thank you very much and i want to first um welcome you to the show and thank you. It's a, what an honor this is but uh, sister i was here yesterday you know and you said something that almost made me cry you know, first of all, both of you came to our diocese at a very special time, you know, very difficult time. It was there's COVID, but then the Senate started and you were both new. And so you brought us in to this Synod on Synodality and people were like, what the heck is that? What is that about? And, you know, with the people who have been on before you, they were able to explain a little bit more, and hopefully our listeners are really getting uh, that established. But Sister Leticia, you're the chancellor for the Diocese of San Bernardino. And yesterday you said that when you came to, when you were asked by Bishop Rojas to work, you came here to work. I mean, you look like a fiery person. I'm here to get things done. Just like the, the nun when I was when I was going to school, in Catholic school, it's like, oh, this, those, those head sisters are like, they were here to get things done and make things right. But you said yesterday, I came to work for the diocese, but I am here to journey with. You know, mm-hmm. Can you expand on that? Because that what you shared yesterday, I mean, you, there were more words that you said, expanding mm-hmm. the tent. But can you share with our listeners and share with us 
What did you mean by what you said yesterday? And you came here with a mission, and that mission changed. Mm. Well, this is a very powerful experience to listen to people because we really believe that God speaks to each one of us directly. No, and to be able to witness that when we listen to one another is overflowing spirit. You know, it's, it's overwhelming and you cannot just be uh, far from that. Your heart is transformed. It's like listening with your heart, listening with your whole being. And what um, happened to me is that I encountered God in the people of San Bernardino without seeing their faces yet. It was through all the... Um, experiences that they share with us. And we spend two weeks just reading, reflecting, praying, and asking the question, what is the Spirit saying to us through all these experiences? So it was an overwhelming experience of love, of church, and, and it was a very uplifting moment for me. And, and I just discovered that through this listening, I was called to be journey, to journey with people and to find a new ways of being church together. Yeah. And then you mm. were selected um, to be part of the continental synthesis. Mm. You know, how was how is that and what does that mean? Very humbling. No, <laughs> very, very humbling experience. First of all, because English is my second language. No, but in listening there are, it is more than a specific language. It is the language of the heart. It is the language of uh, being open to one another and really not only believing with our heads, but experience it that God is present in the other person. And and we're hearing a lot. We're hearing a lot from the people we've spoken to about accompaniment mm. and, 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 that's that's a beautiful thing, and how how do we see that materializing in in our own little mm. small section? I mean, we're the largest in size, mm. but how does that materialize? How do you vision that uh, for our diocese and for the children of God, the people mm. of God here in in our diocese, San Bernardino? And I I believe that accompaniment is the journey together, and what people need might be a phone call, might be through text. Might be to go and visit somebody uh, in ministry at a parish, at a house. You know, I I think um, it, it it all depends. But I think in a society in which we live, that is about competing with one another. Accompaniment really bring us down to a very prophetic gesture that we can do to one another. Beautiful, mm. Tony. You had a question. Yes. Um, so, so Bishop, when we were starting the Synod, I, I was so happy that Pope Francis decided to put this Synod on Synodality because the reality is there is a lot of division in our church within the world and within the church itself. And um, I was uh, able to actually help run the, the listening sessions with our parish. I was actually really shocked to see how much pushback, mm. how much hardening of hearts there were of uh, basically, the mentality, if I had to sum it up in a sentence, is, well, 
why are we doing this now? Where were you when um, when we needed you? And mm-hmm. referring to a lot of the, the lockdown, the pandemic and so forth. But my question to you is, in terms of like someone on a, a parishioner level, how can we practically build this new culture of listening? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking as someone like, I have a lot of social anxiety and reaching out to people and starting off, you know, doing this is uncomfortable. Like, what are practical things we can do to build this heart of trying to listen and reach out to one another as uh, on a parishioner level? Yeah, we just heard this morning, that was one of the questions uh, from someone on, at the tables, um, that some people were like a little discouraged because they went through a lot of listening sessions and putting you know, write some documents together and they, didn't, they were wondering what's next after mm-hmm. this. So what, what do we do now? And then this goes into the continental phase and then into, you know, the world, <laughs> because this is a real worldwide um, uh, process. But we just heard it from Dr. Ivory. We don't need to wait for the final mm-hmm. document to come out, which would come up with a lot of ideas and, and reinforce and emphasize what we are already doing. But if you have social media and you have friends, you can reach out to them mm-hmm. and bring these questions to them and say, who in this group is missing? Who in our community is not included? Who are those in the community of the parish that nobody thinks about? Like, like I know there are people from your parish in jail. Who goes to see them? Right. I know there are people from your parish in the hospital. Who goes to see them? Somebody the pastor's assigning, assigning only? Or can one young people like you in the parish go and say, Father, who, who from the parish is in the, is in the hospital? Can I just go and say, I came from my parish and I just wanted to say hello, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Now that's synodality. You're mm-hmm. walking, you're walking with us all together, especially with those who are invisible mm-hmm. or not included, and and groups like that are many, you know, in the church. I think the beauty of the, this process is that in the process we heal, mm-hmm. right? So, so we, you know, you said it beautifully mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. In the process of listening, that's already mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. The process itself is designed to heal you. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't bring these people back into the church, they're thinking because you went to them and say, you're brothers of ours. You're sisters of ours. You belong to us, regardless of the issues that we have. You know, We're not perfect. But Jesus is and he's with us. No. And we want to do better. I, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of taking it more personal and more seriously. And I, you know, especially, and we all lament that there are a lot of young people leaving the church mm. or that the church has left them. Well, this is what we need to listen to. This is what we need to bring about. Why, where in the, where in the process we left them behind. Right. Right. Because the world continues to evolve. Right. And, and the people who are 20 years old right now are not, are not the people who were, you know, when I think of my nieces and nephews, just a very specific example. I'm very different from <laughs> from the time you know from the time right. they, they, mm. they are growing up and the time I grew mm. up. Right. Totally different. Mm. I had no idea of computers, iPhones, mm. none of mm-hmm. that. Not, not social media, mm. zero. No. Right. And these people are like so connected to so, to so many people, even around the world. Mm. And and I know there is a very strong influence from these people into our our, our children. Mm. This is why many of them are saying after confirmation or even before confirmation that they don't believe in God. Mm. Where is that coming from? They from the big influence of other people in the secular world, for sure. No, and who's doing anything about it? 
for them to say, really, is that how you think? Where is it that you feel God is not around? You know, mm -hmm. who has come to them to listen to them? Right. Maybe no one. And so I think this is what the beauty of the Synod is. You reach out mm -hmm. to those people who have always maybe felt not part of it, or they think that we don't care, and they say the church is this, the church is that. Mm -hmm. But if you're Catholic Christian, you are the church. You're not, you're not out of the church, but mm -hmm. they feel excluded because I think they always expect that we, the leaders, should come with all the answers. Mm -hmm. Well, we can come with, with all the answers, but... All together, right? Because we cannot come with a good answer if I don't know what you are dealing with, right? Right? Or if you're lying to me, how can I make a good decision mm. based on lies? Yeah. So we have to be really honest and and face each other and listen to each other and care for one another. Right? Care for one another with that spirit, with that spirit to help us to discern who we really are, mm. right? Like we were just discussing a few minutes ago. Uh, is is it a sin to be gay? Somebody asked. Mm. I said in the first. No. What was the question? The question was, can they go to communion? Can these mm. people go to communion? And I got up and said, if they are if they are in the state of grace, of course they can go to communion. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they are in the state of moral sin, no, they can. They have to go to confession, and then they can go for communion. Mm -hmm. Being gay is not a moral sin. It's the acting yes. and the activity that can become a moral sin. Now, just because they are that way doesn't mean they are always in mortal sin. Mm. And, and we have a tendency to generalize and condemn. Yes. And that's, is, that's not what Jesus taught us yes. right, as a church. And this is also the beauty of the process of the synod, that it goes so slowly, slowly. You know, and that gives you the time to reflect and allow the, whole, the Spirit to come in you and see it in a different way and not the way the world sees it. Yeah, I have a lot to say, but I'm <laughs> I, I do love that. Thank you, Bishop, mm -hmm. for for sharing that. You know, we 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 need that uh, opportunity to marinate in the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to get that true flavor. Um, and you answered actually the question that that I had, listeners. I just wanted to say what this person said is, you know, I love God. I love Jesus. You know, I will always love Mama Mary, mm -hmm. um, but I can't belong to a church who doesn't love me back. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the most profound thing from a person who was active as a young person and now as a young adult going through with, with her own lifestyle and feels that um, she's no longer welcome in the church. And it's, that's not because of Jesus, but that's because of the people of God themselves. Mm. And and what you said is is in that inclusivity and welcoming that that, that you know that, that was something that was has always been expressed to me. I no mm. longer go to church because I don't feel welcome. Mm. But that doesn't mean I don't love God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So And that's really the issue when people say they don't you know, even in documents, when you go to an interview for a job and they ask you for religion, they say none, but they are Catholic Christians. Mm. Why do they say none? Because they're afraid. And because, well, the society and the secular world has been saying, oh, religion is private, keep it to yourself. Mm. Keep it to yourself is my entire life. I cannot hide myself to be able to live in right. the world, no. Right. And we're afraid of that because, because it's the push of the outside world. Mm which is sometimes what we have to, to fight against. And okay, we have Jesus with us, no. So, mm. it's, not, it's not alone. It's not us alone. 
So last question. Mm -hmm. I know you, both of you are busy. You're running the entire diocese. What, what resonated to you most on this whole process and, and this day of formation, mm -hmm. the gift that you, you provided with Dr. Ivory coming? What resonated to you? The One most? line that uh, I heard it already in the past, but I guess I didn't give it a lot of time to reflect more until today or these mm -hmm. three sessions mm -hmm. that he has given us is that speak freely, listen humbly. Mm -hmm. These four words can take you a lifetime. Mm. I, can, I can see myself going into a one-week retreat just with those four words. Mm -hmm. Speak freely. Listen humbly. Mm. What is it what is the means to speak freely? And what does that mean to listen humbly? And I think the, the time that the, the Senate has given us, the, the process, mm -hmm. the, Pope Francis has that wisdom that people don't even appreciate. Mm. Uh, and, and he's confused, uh, people confuse him or, or, or misinterpret mm. his, his documents and his ways of doing things. But I know and I have that hope that one day if they keep on it, they would get it. Mm. But if they are not patient, they're going to be frustrated and say, He's dividing the church. He's confusing the church. Mm -hmm. Well, have you given yourself time to think of what that really means? <laughs> and, and stop being judging, right? Mm -hmm. And condemning. And being a little, a little more open. Would there be a possibility for you that God is talking to you and say, take mm -hmm. it easy, breathe, <laughs> let the Spirit feel you, and reflect about it? And, and I think for me... Um, a great opportunity that we have to recapture the grace of baptism. Hmm. Uh, we are the church. And I think behind our minds, we think of a building, we think of the priests, we think of sisters, and now that we're fewer, we think less. And we think that the church is disappearing. But I think to re regain the beauty of the grace that I am the church. You are the church. And we are responsible for the church. We, we are uh, subjects, protagonists, together with the Holy Spirit. God communicates with me, and I have a moral responsibility to transmit that, to share that with others. So I think we have a great opportunity to um, to to regain uh, my dignity, each one dignity, and the dignity that I don't give it to you, I respect it. But God is the one that gives you that dignity, and I think um, uh, we. That's why we are in such a beautiful moment in the church. That is not only the few that have the the truth, but is all of us have. Uh, receive this call of being merciful, of being joyful, of being gospel to one another, good news to one another. And I, and I, and I think um, we can be relaxed in that sense, not, not lazy about it, but relaxed in that sense that I, the, the search that I need to do within to get to know myself and to recognize the presence of God within because I, I have it. The Holy Spirit is with me. And how uh, do I give the time uh, and use anything that we have in the church to really help me uh, 
see that and recognize that the presence of the Holy Spirit within. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I had a retreat this past weekend, mm-hmm. and it was a reclaimed, reframe, and resurgence, mm-hmm. reclaiming the ownership of the church, mm-hmm. of that we are the church, and this reframing that's mm-hmm. going to take mm-hmm. um, changing our mm-hmm. habits, our culture of habits, mm-hmm. and the resurgence of going forth and um, going to all the nations. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what the synod's kind of doing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm making this connection right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what what, what mm-hmm. comes from this and whatever that may be through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and not be afraid. You know, let's yeah. not be afraid because this has been for 2,000 years, the right. case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember when Jesus was not even two years old, he was threatened to be killed. Mm. Right. Mm. Not right. even two years old. Right. So, and that was the purpose of, of Jesus coming into the world because the world is going sideways. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and not and not the direction where God intended it to be. No, this is why it's important for Jesus to come to us and show us again mm. with that love and patience that He had. No, this is the way it is to salvation. Um, and and of course, it's it's not that simple to just take Him at the at first you know at the first time. Right. But at least to give the opportunity to to question and to reflect and say, who who are you really? And why do you want me, you know, mm. like one, one young person asked me some years ago, what do we need to be saved about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I said, um, I said to him from the devil, <laughs> from anything that is evil, mm. from, yeah. from anything that is not you mm. as a human, as a child of mm. God, anything that is taking you away from being who you are to the mm. fullest of capacity, mm. In, in the way God intended it for you to be, mm. that's what Jesus is trying to save you mm. from. Right. So you can come back to the place where God intended it for you to be, a mm. loving child of God, enjoying the world, mm. enjoying your life in the world. Because that was God's intention for us. Mm. God didn't send us here to suffer. Mm. God sent us and gave us the opportunity to live to enjoy it. Mm. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, amen. amen. The Holy Spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me to. Um, I'm rarely um, at a lack of words. <laughs> this is true. And um, I'm at a lack of words uh, mm. listening to both of you, mm. uh, what you're sharing. Mm. Uh, Bishop, you said yesterday that uh, many people ask you, what is your vision for the mm. diocese? Mm. And you had mentioned, this is my vision. Mm. Yeah. From the very beginning, the priests and, and you know, lay people at the parishes wherever I went, because I, I've been going to parishes every Sunday, to a different parish every time, and some people come and so what is your vision for the diocese? I say, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, because I don't know the diocese. Right. Mm. I think it would be more <laughs> logical to get to know the diocese mm. and then come up with a vision, mm. right. which is what we are doing. And I say, we are blessed with the Senate because this is giving us our vision. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, Bishop Rojas, Sister Leticia, mm. thank you for honoring us. Um, we're humbled that both of you were able mm. to come on, and we're humbled that you invited us to be able to podcast in the mm. Diocesan Pastoral Center mm. to share with um, our listeners uh, the beauty of what's going on mm. here and what the synodal path is, journeying mm. together. Mm. I think a lot more people will have a better understanding and um 
start walking together mm. um, because of listening to the words and the clarification. Mm. I think that's important because mm. I think a lot of people uh, just need a little bit more clarity mm. on on what this sin it is, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. we were able to bring that about. So thank you for blessing us. Um, thank you. I thank think, you. I guess thank you. we thank you because thank you. I think looking at young people like yourselves mm-hmm. involved with this, it gives us a lot mm-hmm. of hope. So thank you for doing something beautiful that I, I hope is reaching out to, to mm. thousands of people mm. and coming from young people like yourselves, which I love. Thank and thank you for being a Sinodo group, really. Exactly. No, I, I think every time we come out of ourselves, we're being Sinodo. Yes. Mm. No, yeah. if we stay within, yeah. we were not created for that. Mm. Right. Right. So continue because you, through these microphones, through these cameras, you go out of yourselves to many and, and you do many listening sessions and many listen to you. So thank our you. blessings. Yes, <laughs> thank you. And for those mm-hmm. who are watching us, mm-hmm. thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Tony, whew, I, I need to breathe. <laughs> Me that too. Was, uh, that, that was Me intense. Too. That was intense, Bishop. It was intense, Sister Leticia. Um, fam, um, we want to thank you for listening to this episode, and we pray and hope that that you gathered a lot of information and and received clarity in those questions, concerns. And for those of you who sent uh, questions and messages about um and we hope that you, those questions were answered. We know we weren't able to answer, I mean, ask all the questions, but we hope that we were able to ask the most pertinent ones. And, and the ones that we asked, we hope that it resonated with you. The synodal path of journey. Um, I, Tony, feel that, you know, more people need to read into it, uh, open up, listen, and, and start that journey to simply walk. Um, we, we've been walking together for quite a number of years and, um, we get to know each other more and more every single day. Um, he's allergic to a lot of things. So, <laughs> but not to prayer. Well, not no? to prayer. Okay. Okay. Or people. Or people. Okay. So, so, so fam, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have any comments, concerns, please send them to at Catholic. No, I still forget that. Send them to my email, catholic.dad50 at gmail.com, or you can message us on our Instagram, at catholic.dad. If you want to join us and be supporting of this um, podcast and the things that we're putting out, you can join, you can be a patron at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thisconnected. Yeah. (laughs) You can also follow us on our YouTube channel at thisconnected and um, listen to this podcast on any other um, platform. On that note, as we always say, live a life of holiness. Actually, we say, we'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. Live a life of holiness. Be blessed and be third. And see you next time. Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind and drown with the noise Different generations of the girls and boys So sit back and relax, this cat the podcast Don't overreact if the thoughts are abstract When it's hosted by Catholic Doc Dad Who knows what's gonna happen Hey, what's up fam? Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go 
Open up your mind and drown the noise and see if this connected. What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. Respect, runaway thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope disconnects. Have a question for a guest? Put it to rest. Live a life of holiness. Lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and then he tingled. <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd. Pray for one another, be blessed, and be there. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if disconnected. This connected podcast is brought to you by. The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.